And now, the conclusion of our conversation with Rabbi Guy Cohen and Minister Steve Gooden. What's killing white people in America? California was predominantly white. Well, it was Mexican before, but once whites took over, well, it's predominantly white, right? Now, here's what's happened. The Mexican population is now more than the white population in California. Immigration. Guess who did that? White politicians. Hmm. Destroying their own tribe and their own nation in California. White politicians who unleashed the border and said, oh, come. Oh, come in. All about trying to tear down their own family. Mm -hmm. They should stem the flow of immigration from the border. They don't. So now it's diluted, and now you have less white people and even more. If the Mexicans don't abort their babies. Well, well, they don't. That's right. They don't. And they have a lot of them. Uh, Mexicans, usually it's large families, four, five, six children. Yeah, and I wonder about that because in the Mexican ghettos, you see all Planned Parenthood, and in the black ghettos, you see Planned Parenthood. But the Mexicans, another thing that's killing white people, that the Mexicans and blacks have that they don't, most of them don't have, they did, they don't anymore, was God. Uh, you run into the average white person, they don't believe in God. Mexicans, you can, you'll be hard pressed to find a higher energy, higher power yeah. Mexican on the street when you meet them, or an African American. So they've killed themselves with one, allowing liberal Marxist policies to destroy their own population. So you're supposed to be the survival. You, by your nature, you want to survive. Yeah. By your nature, you want to preserve your tribe and your family and your children. That's natural. Yeah. Instead, let's stop having babies. Mm. Because the white women, particularly, the, the cover girl, Maybelline, marketing, Harper's, Variety, Vogue, begin to push and promote sex. For the sake of sex. For the sake of sex and their bodies. Getting consumed with their breast silicon, and the breast was made to feed their babies so they wouldn't live off of cow milk, but live off of breast milk and be healthy and <clears throat> nutritious yeah. and, and build their immune system. But they went down the wrong path. Besides, you go to Kansas and Oklahoma, you find the, the Bible Belt white Americans who homeschool, homeschool. They condemned mm. all of the white Americans that were homeschooling their kids. And now everybody's talking about homeschool now, yeah. thanks to COVID, right? And the homeschool kids had a higher and better aptitude, attitude, scores, intelligence, common sense, because they weren't indoctrinated by the system yeah. that had been taken over by the Marxists, because guess who started the school systems? The Christians. Mm-hmm. Guess who started the hospitals? The Christians. Yeah. And they say, all religions are the same. Not so. And so who was educating women in the Middle East? The Christians. The Muslims mm-hmm. didn't, and many, some, very few Muslim countries did that. I think Egypt, uh, I think Lebanon to some degree. Uh, there was some uh, mix in, in Iran. But the majority of the Muslim world did not do that, did not educate the women. Mm-hmm. America educated the women, but unfortunately something happened. It wasn't the education of the women. It was the hijacking of the curriculum and the mm. educational system. So yeah, educate the women, but indoctrinate them with the education. None of the schools are indoctrinating yeah. because they've eliminated God out of it. Yeah. When I was growing up here, we used to say not just a Pledge of Allegiance, but, re- but recite the Ten Commandments in wow. school and prayed doing snack and lunchtime. Eliminated prayer. 
eliminated prayer at graduation. Not allowed to mention God, but you can damn well mention the LGBTQ. Yep. Or Black Lives Matter, which is really black lesbian. That's matter. what it's come down to. Exactly. And so you, you're, in a, you're in a nation that promoted pornography, America, the n number one, the number one country in promotion of pornography, the number one country in promotion of abortion, the number one country in promotion of LGBTQ, and you think this is a godly nation. Not so. There are godly people here, but we pervert and pollute the majority of the world. Russia, when Obama was president, Russia told him, we damn well are not going to allow this civil rights movement of LGBTQ. And Obama threatened him with support and said, mm -hmm. you don't, we're gonna withhold any support. They did, not only did he do it to Russia, he also went into African nations. Wow. And Africans in the Middle East are conservatives. Mm -hmm. More, as the black community here is conservative, black community in America has been hijacked. Yeah. And it's been hijacked particularly because black Americans are not like Africans, it's a little different. The black Americans are, 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 are unfortunately the children of slaves. And so here we have a different psyche that has been highly um, uh, demasculated, yeah. emasculated from the views of our African heritage, which are very conservative, very family oriented, to liberalism. But America wasn't always like that. And I've been able to see it change just in my short span of existence in the last 40 years, watching it change watching now anyone mentioning God being considered evil, and now they celebrate immorality. And now even the believers who used to worship God in spirit and truth in these churches have no interest in God. What is that like in Israel? What is the spiritual climate, and we can juxtapose this with Israel and the United States, what is it like? Are you seeing that same, that same, uh, flux between tradition, between uh, authenticity, that's got this hybrid mutation, and, and to what extent has the West influenced the religious climate in the Middle East, particularly in Israel, obviously? Yeah, in Israel, it is also very divided, as you have you know, the, the stream of the Orthodox Jews, the Hasidic Jews, uh -huh. that the majority of them live either Jerusalem or they have their own towns, where there is also a majority in Israel of Chiloniim. Chiloniim are the Jews who do not carry the faith. They, they're not believers or they don't live any type of lifestyle that reflects, you know, their faith. And there are always wars between them when it comes to public transportation over the Sabbath, right? Because the religious Jews prohibit it. So in Israel, on Friday after Friday afternoon, you cannot get a train, you cannot find a bus, and you know stores are closed, malls are closed. So they have that religious enforcing, and then of course you have the other type of Jews that keep protest, protesting it and want to have more freedom. But then you also have the lightly religious Jews, the ones who only wear a kippah, where they're not as Hasidic, they're not as Orthodox, but they are believers, and those tend to be the good people, the ones who are balanced. They're not too religious, but they fear God and they love God, and they are the ones who tend to, to try to do the right thing. But again, Israel is very divided, and also because we have an Arab population. You know, and they, most of the Arabs in Israel are Christians, 
But of course, you have a few Muslims as well. So Israel is a very interesting melting pot. But how active part. are the how proactive and aggressive are the Arab Christians? Well, like the Christians in America, they're not active at all as far as spreading right. yes. their you know spreading the gospel or anything. It's very divided because obviously in Israel the Jews, the vast majority of them do not believe in Jesus, do not follow Jesus. But but they believe in the Bible or the Torah. They, they also the Bible. Jews. Yes, right. I mean, well, well, most Jews in in Israel. I mean, they. You know, it's a, it's, a the, it's a theocratic country. We're not a theocratic. We're a democratic country. It's not based on God. We have God woven into many of the tenets of our beliefs and our constitution, but it, we're not set up as a theocracy. We don't, Israel specifically exists because nation. of God. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't exist because of politics. We exist because of politics, not because of God. You know, God can be in it or be involved in it or inspired it, but it's not the same. God and nation was designed from its origin by God. And so how do the, the Jews in, in Israel understand that their nation was constituted, not because of a war or separation from a monarchy as America was with Britain. Um, they know that God's in everything. You're all, of your, all of the holidays are all God related. In yeah, but Israel, not here. The Chilonim, that's the majority in Israel, they don't have any reverence to, to God. You know, they celebrate the holidays as tradition. Because but, it's their ancestry, yes. Yeah, but they don't give any regard to God or his laws or the Torah. They just celebrate it to celebrate, to eat and drink and well, get yeah. drunk. Which makes it worse for the Israelis yeah. than it would be an American, because Americans have no root in God. Israel does. And we don't have any root in God. Yeah. We, we have holidays as, because the believers have set up, but that's, it's, not, it's not rooted in God. You know, but we include God in it. Now, interestingly enough, in America, um, we used to, even though we don't come from God, we used to have holidays that were centered on God to acknowledge him because of the Americans that believe in God, mm -hmm. right? So Christmas was, was holy back in the day, much holier than now, Yeah, much holier. Now it's about shopping and eggnog. Way, right, so, so we, have, we, we have been um, digressing. Uh, America at some point was probably much better off spiritually than Israel, because it's like when God says, I'm going to use the Gentiles to kind of like slap you around and give you a face of what you should be doing, make you jealous that you would come back to me. You have Israelis have every reason uh, they were chosen to be at the head of the table for all the Gentile nations, right? But then you see the Gentile nations and they come into faith and they just go rocket through and they really, so you've got a nation that's not rooted in a theocracy starting to praise God in all their holidays. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they wake up one morning and realize, hey, we don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. We're not a theocracy. And then you start seeing it wane when people start letting go, whether they're Jews or Gentiles. When people start letting go of what they know is right, then they start pulling back. And then you can see and watch in, a, in the American marketplace how they begin to pull back. Yeah. Politically, the people that got elected, the kids that went off to school, and then the lust of money and the pride of life. Because people saw America as a place not to serve God, but a place to make money yep. and to, to get property. And so the lust of money, the shiny thing, the ring, the precious, and that began to surpass, they call it the nuclear family era, that began to surpass the moral underpinnings that was a part in 
slavery or not, it was a part of a lot of the puritanical beliefs of the early Americans. And then they started saying, gee, I can, I can make more money. Mm-hmm. How do I make more money? And it was the love of money. James yeah. talks about that in the New Testament. So the love of money, the love of property. The root of all kinds of evil. Uh, the root of all kinds of evil. And then when we had World War I and World War II, and then we had women starting to go to work and men came back from war. Women got a taste of independence and women by their nature are cursed to try to usurp the authority of men. So the men came back and women were working. Hmm, I don't need you. Well, I, don't, hmm, I can do this. And then the government started instituting all kinds of programs for our women mm-hmm. and welfare systems that again began to inoculate women against men. Ex- you don't need the man. The government's your nanny. You don't even need God. Yeah. And the government became the God. It's one nation under God, but it's not the, the God of Abraham, that, Isaac, and Israel. Yeah, that was added to our bill. Uh, yeah, it's the government is the God here. Yeah, of course the government's the God People here. feel the government. They yeah. don't feel God. That's right. And that's why they worry about who's in the White House instead of who's in their house. And God wants to be in your house, first in your tabernacle, you as an individual, and then in the space that you occupy in, in your, your home. home. Yeah. And most Americans do not father their children. They let the pastor or the churches do it. God never gave it to the pastor or the churches to do that. Told you to raise your children in home. Yeah. So the fathers and the women, again, usurping authority. Most churches are, out, unfortunately, outnumbered uh, more women. Uh, probably a, a ratio in the black community, it's like uh, two men uh, <laughs> to eight women. And, and in other communities, you're seeing even the Mexican community, although they do it like Jews out of more tradition, you still got a number that is predominantly females. And God called the men to lead his family spiritually. And now the women are leading. And that's why the church's music got more ethereal and mystical. Yeah. I want to feel good. I don't want to be good. I want to mm-hmm. feel good. It's all about the emotion. It's all about the emotion, not the devotion, not the discipline that is mm-hmm. talked about in Nehemiah. And so you're seeing a, an era now where it's not the men praying, it's always the women praying. Well, everybody should be praying. Yeah. But the men have pulled back because they feminized spirituality. Yeah. And now it's the mystics, right? most of the psychics are females. It's most the mystics, it's feminine. And so the men, all they care about is training their boys how to kick a ball, how to get a degree, how to make money, and forget what matters, their mind that God created for his glory. And so they sold their sons in every community, and particularly uh, the white community, but everybody wants to be white in America because they hold the majority of the power and the wealth. Yeah. So you see that? And Israel did the same thing. Israel said, we're tired of having God. We want to be like mm-hmm. the other people. We they, want a king. To we want us. a king. We want, and, and, and you're going to go to regret it, God said. You vote for that person, you go down that liberal path, you go down that atheist path, you go down that feminist queen of heaven path, yeah. you're going to grow to regret it. And then they complain that the king is taking everything for his own good. You voted for it. All the taxes, yeah, exactly. keep raising them up. Exactly. Inflation. Exactly. And now they complain about the church, and they complain about the churches because their homes are messed up. God never gave it to a building somewhere to do that. Well, they're complaining about the church, the priest who's raping the kids, the pastor who's taking the money, the preachers and talking. What are you complaining about that for? What are you doing in your home? You are the priests of your home. That's the one thing that the Mormons do teach and preach in their, in their doctrine, which is biblical, right? Everybody's got a little piece of something. You are the priests in your home, but you're, you're not praying. You give it to some youth pastor who ends up flirting with the kids, but you are the priest in your home. You are the spiritual head of your wife, not the pastor telling your wife what to do, not the pastor coming in between your marriage, but that's how they do it now here. 
because they've taken the church and the church in America has become a government unto itself, just like the Catholics did. They have more power over the Christian families than the home, than the father in the home. I remember growing up and you would hear the pastor preach sometimes and he goes, you women come to church, scream, praising and singing and shouting while your husband's at home with no food. And I remember many black women, they would do that. Many African-American women, a man comes home, he's tired. Where are you going? Woman's got a purse and she's just, I'm going to church. You godless man. What are you doing, woman? I'm going to church to pray for you. And so the women would not know. The Bible says to win your husband through your humility, through your chaste conversation. Instead, I'm a, I'm a servant of Jesus. Well, you're married to that man. He's your authority. Yep. And so a lot of black women, they were in church, 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 church. They weren't being the wife to their husband. The example of Christ is not going to church. The example of Christ is in your home. How are you to your husband? How are you to your, to your children? How is the husband to his wife? How is he to his children? And so we, the, the, the modern Christian ethos in America went from the biblical order of Deuteronomy 6, Colossians chapter two and three of your home to the emphasis, where do you go to church? Who's your pastor? Yeah. What book are you reading? What author? It's a social club. Right. But the Bible says Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. But it's more about the books that someone else read talking about God, but nobody reads the book yeah. and nobody wants the comprehension of the study. So you're seeing the decline. Without going to details, um, with the only thing that you're seeing in the world today uh, what is the hope? Where is the hope? What, what gives you hope? What well, gets you up in the morning and keeps you going through the night? Well, I know God. You know, I have a personal relationship with my maker. You know, when you know God, you know he's in control. Well, a lot of people say they know God, but something a little more than just saying you know God. What does that, to know God, what does that mean? What gives you the hope? Knowing know God he's in is control a, and his plan is going to come to pass. And as long as he's in control, I know that everything will turn out fine for me because well, you, I'm under his yeah, wing. Yeah, you said that he's in control. So then the operative thing would be that if something's in control, you let go. Mm -hmm. See, it's when you, when you say something's in control, but you act like it's not. Well, you have hope because you don't act like it's not. You mm -hmm. know he's in control. So it gives you peace of mind. So you're not sitting there. Doing Trying to save the world or carry it on my, on my shoulders. <laughs> Correct, because he did that. Yeah. And you're not sweating it because you know how it ends. Mm -hmm. And that's where we've got to get back to. The witness of our testimony It's going to be in the grocery stores. It's going to be in the laundry rooms. It's going to be at the cleaners. It's going to be when we're going through life and people are witnessing who we are in life. Because anybody can smile and sing and jump and pretend in a service but it's going to be in life the way God told us to be a light in the world amongst the people in our homes. So you can lead your family to the Lord. You can lead your neighborhood to the Lord. You can lead your friends to the Lord. When I say that, I don't mean it in a religious sense. When I say lead, I mean, as an example, you become a sign to them, whether or not they do or what they do is not, has nothing to do with you and yeah. I, right? Everybody has is free to make their response But when I say lead, you become, we become the impetus, the seed that they see that potentially that when God decides to water it or son or how they respond is between them and God. And as I find that the less I try to manipulate, the more I see God yeah. move in lives. He doesn't really need anything other than my obedience to be an ambassador of him. 
And I have also found that I am no better an ambassador of him than when I am speaking of nothing other than him. Amen. This has been Conversations with Rabbi Guy and Steve Gooden. Until next time, keep your head high, keep the faith, and avoid the indoctrination. Time.